Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Make Do. I'm Tiff Arment. And I'm Julia Scott. And I swear that last episode jinxed me, like, beyond, <laughs> uh, which is actually totally <laughs> oh, no. fair because I'm very, like, jinxable. The second... Oh, it, actually, uh, I have a friend whose kid said that uh, Jinx, the Pokemon, they thought mm-hmm. it was me. <laughs> And I was like, you know what? I'm okay with that. <laughs> it's a weird purple diva. I'm all about that. Some of those Pokemon get real weird. I should know. I draw them every day. <laughs> so uh, right after we recorded, I A, stabbed myself pretty hard in the leg with blocking wires when I was blocking a knit shawl. Ooh. And I also sat in a very bad way for my back while blocking said shawl because I'm <sighs> apparently all about do as I say, not as I do. And then uh, not too long after that, you remember how I said I don't generally cut myself that bad on my metal Mm -hmm. rib? Guess Mm -hmm. what I did? Guess what I did? Yep. I bled everywhere. (laughs) Oh. And it's it's funny because sometimes I'm just like, eh, it'll burn out. (laughs) I was just going to ask, is that just like cook right out? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of blazes are iron oxide anyway. Um, But (laughs) actually, I have thought about it. Like, would it make a difference? Like, could it maybe leave a weird cast on like if if I bisque fire something and then I cut myself while I'm decorating would that maybe because of like iron oxides (laughs) would that leave a I haven't looked it up uh but then and then I managed to uh give myself the worst uh back slam cramp thing I've ever had like I literally like screamed out loud in in the studio as it happened because I was almost done with a big vase and I was like oh because I, like, I couldn't move and I was I'd spent the next two hours just sort of whimpering on the couch in pain so oh, I was no. like so I was like okay I guess that's the shape it's gonna be and I had to send Pontus downstairs uh to cut it off and he was so nervous and I was like it's okay if like if it loses shape or if you break like it's not it's not important I just like want to cut it off to give it a shot and it pretty much survived it got a little wonky but you can fix that but then I found some really really good uh exercises Uh, to do that have been helping a lot and I'm trying to be really way more careful I'm going to try and find like a physical therapist to help me work both on exercises and ergonomics to like really really take this seriously because that was that was not fun (laughs) I'm so sorry that you're going through that that's terrible I just I I think I think maybe it was like I'm not going to say it was good that I got a really bad attack because it's not. It was horrible. But I think maybe that's what really did make me take it seriously and look up really what I need to think about. So maybe very much do as I say, but like take take your body seriously. Take care of it. Yeah, sometimes it does take those extremely bad injuries to actually make you readjust things in a in a very effective way Mm -hmm. (laughs) right I totally get it hurt my leg terrible last year and it wasn't until I did that and I like couldn't really walk that I'm like all right this is for real now Mm -hmm. you you, sometimes you gotta accept that you're not 22 oh Um, it's so sad I mean not really I'm I'm a better person now I think anyway yeah Yeah, talking about being a better person yeah but I mean why can't we have the hot bods from 22 that work all the time our bodies are (laughs) temples crumbling and abandoned Um, (laughs) but uh, I do have like a big capital a artist moment to share Ooh, please I got a message a while ago and now it's like done and I've sent off the stuff uh, an art museum in Uppsala, uh, not that far north of here, asked to have some of my stuff in their gift shop. That's so amazing. And it's like, it's not just a museum, because that would be cool in and of itself. It's an 
art museum, which for some reason makes me feel like oh. who- cooler like it's it's not just that they're like hey we sell fun stuff in our like toy museum again which would be awesome as well <laughs> but something about like it's an art museum i don't know why i'm like well they have an eye for art they're gonna be pickier they're not necessarily gonna be pickier and then i was like is this because they have some sort of very weird uh like octopus exhibit or something but it wasn't they just like them ho they're not and they are picky it's amazing you did awesome this is awesome Mm-hmm. It is so cool. So if you're in uh, in Stockholm and Uppsala for some reason, go go check it out. See if you they should be there now that you're listening. You've leveled to this. up. You you evolved. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wait, am I Jinx? Jinx doesn't evolve. It doesn't. I don't, I don't think so. I think it just like it's one of those like oh I am my final form right away Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've evolved to a capital A artist Jinx then. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Imagine now Pokey Jinx wearing like a black beret. Yes, that's exactly it. <laughs> they just evolved a, a blood just pop pops right on top. <laughs> it just comes that's out. That's how that works. Yep. All right. So we're going to talk about public art today. And this was your... Since uh, your art just got made public-ish, right? <laughs> yeah, there we go. Transitions. Woo! <laughs> Good. Now, uh, you uh, you wanted to talk about this. What Was there something that like triggered it specifically? Well, I went on a trip recently and I got to see some really amazing street art and that's not unusual. I like seeing different murals and things in in other cities, but this time it kind of affected me a little bit more and I was very specific, like honed in on this one that I definitely wanted to see because it was an artist that I had been following the work of and I was like, oh, one of their pieces is in a city I'm going to be visiting. So I really, really want to make an effort to go out and see it. And I did. And it was um that this person goes by Hula on everywhere. That's just kind of their uh brush name, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess. And uh their real name is Sean uh Yoro. And he specializes in semi-submerged murals that he does while standing on a paddleboard and also paints on icebergs and trees and with, with very appropriate paint. So don't get upset. But it is interesting because a lot of his work interacts with the tides where he paints. Mm-hmm. And it's just, they're absolutely beautiful. And I got to see his one piece, which was, um, well, anyway, her name is Clara uh, because that was the actual person it was um, painted after well like the model mm-hmm. his name was Clara and so it it was it's absolutely beautiful and while there we got to see some other gorgeous murals one that actually made me cry which was called I lost my shoe when I saw you by Lonak which I looked up afterwards because it was just absolutely amazing our Uber our Lyft driver took us around and was like oh hey if you like murals let me show you a few do you mind taking a few minutes and we're like ah, yeah of course That's so cool it was awesome so he drove us around the town and showed us uh well the city of West Palm Beach and showed us a whole bunch of the murals that he liked and it was it was wonderful and so we saw this one and it literally made me cry it was it's so beautiful it's this boy and this girl and they're like there's butterflies flying out of the boy's hat just even thinking about it it's like making me a little teary-eyed and so I wanted to talk about street art and graffiti and public art and and I just want to put out a disclaimer right now because this is I feel like this podcast isn't a place for tons of facts. <laughs> I feel like, well, at least coming from me, I got, I'll, I'll just say from my side, because I feel like we're 
kind of two friends talking about art and culture and we're just chatting and what we like and how we feel and just loving art and making stuff together. And so I just want to appreciate, I want to discuss my appreciation and beauty about street art. I am in no way an expert or know a ton about it or like just have this vast knowledge of artists across the world. And so that's kind of where I'm coming from in this conversation. I just, I really want to appreciate it. And in my life traveling, which I do a lot, I'm very lucky to do that. And and I absolutely love it. I feel like my life would be I don't know, I would be missing a giant hunk of my soul if I weren't traveling. And we've always had three things that we wanted to do in every city, me and my husband, when we would travel. It would be go to the highest thing, <laughs> find fresh roasted coffee, and go to an open market. And I think I'm totally adding to this list, go see some cool local murals mm-hmm. or street work, um, street art, because I've seen some amazing stuff in a lot of different cities in Portland and in Paris, and I could just name them all. There's always a piece on a wall that we just like we just walk past accidentally, and I have to stop and look at it and take a picture and absorb it. And that's another thing I want to talk about too. I know I'm I'm rambling here, but (laughs) like the idea of capturing someone else's art in a picture, Mm -hmm. it's just you never really get a sense of actually what it is and. The piece that I saw by the hula is, you know, this woman and she's under a bridge. I bought a print of it, which is one of his own prints. Like he signs them and they're numbered. There's only like 150 of them because it just that trip and that work, that piece of art. And I'm going to get it framed and put it in my house. And it's going to remind me of the trip and the great time that I had with my friend. And it's just a beautiful thing. But it's so weird owning a piece of art, which I could have like bought a piece of his art but this was the piece that really stood out, but you can't bring it with you, right? Mm-hmm. Cause it's, it's on a wall and it's, it's about the location it's in with its beauty as well. So owning a print of it, although I, I really love that it feels a little bit weird. I, I don't know. It feels, um, disjointed from the actual art. In in cases like that, the print is like almost like a holiday picture because what it does is remind you of the experience of seeing it or sometimes like will remind you of the dream of getting to see it live or or that kind of thing. Um, Exactly. Because when it is about, sometimes it's about scale or color or maybe like the juxtaposition of this amazing mural next to, I don't know, a a mall or a Starbucks. Yeah. And with his, the the way the water interacts with it is, is really dynamic and beautiful. Yeah, exactly. And like you can't, you can't quite translate that in a, in a picture. So it can be more about like, the, the print is more like this is a cool thing. Like this is a picture of a cool thing. It's not the mm-hmm. art piece itself. Yeah, but at least I felt like at least by buying his official print that he made, um, it's it's fresh <laughs> like when it's brand new because now it's a few years old and it's a little bit faded. And there's also in the picture is um, his paints are kind of like in the photo of the mural. So that's mm-hmm. kind of neat that like it looks like it was just freshly done. And that was something I wasn't able I wasn't there to see it being created or anything. So that's kind of a nice uh, addition to having the print. But um, yeah, so how do you, I just went on this giant rant. Um, <laughs> how do you feel? <laughs> how do I feel? No, I'm against all of it. No. Um, no <laughs> I, I hate it. Just wash it all off. <laughs> no, I, I also, I really, really like like a lot of different kinds of, if we talk about like inofficial public art, we're going to get to the official public art later, but like the, where 
people someone has interacted with a part of their city and then that thing creates an interaction for other people and for the city and you know sometimes it's just a decoration sometimes it can be you know political statements or memorials or even just a sort of poetic reminder of something and that sometimes even goes for you know when someone does an amazing mural that's uh you know, on the wall of a co-op, like I'm thinking of one in, in Ocean Beach in San Diego, where I used to live. Like, and, and that is also a really cool thing to, to, you know, bring in an artist to do something more with that space. And I know that, I, I think that, I mean, it's it's complicated sometimes with the legalities of it. Um, I will say, like, if we're talking about graffiti, I think both you and I, uh, are talking more about the like larger scale art things and not just like tagging stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. And a lot of the time graffiti, and I mean, originally thinking about it, like classic sort of seventies, eighties graffiti, a lot of it is done illegally. Like it could be on subway cars. It can be on, I know, power station, like all sorts of spaces where you're not supposed to be. And then uh, a lot of places have legal walls for painting. And there's this sort of interplay of like, you don't, mess up someone else's big piece uh, or there's a flow where there's a certain amount of time where it's then okay to do something else on that space. Um, but I just, I, I love the different things that people do. And sometimes it's just, I mean, not just, but like it's, it's a fine art piece. Like it's, it's a wonderful picture and art thing. And sometimes it is that thing of interacting and playing or like, tricking your eye into thinking some things. I don't know. It's just, it's so many different things that people do with a city. And a lot of the time, you know, it's, it's in a space that is, that was not pretty before they got there. Like it's a wall, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. That's where like this one's like under a bridge. It was, it wasn't, (laughs) um, it it wasn't uh, the ones that I was was talking about. I believe they're commissioned and sanctioned by the city. Mm -hmm. uh, And it wasn't just like a a vigilante kind of thing. But I appreciate all of them, even vigilante or not, because they're just they're still beautiful pieces of art. And mm-hmm. I don't appreciate when graffiti is just a I just want to vandalize this thing for the sake of vandalism or even just like I was here. Like sometimes people don't think of it specifically as vandalism to vandalize, but it's more like a hey, I was here sort of a, a, a peeing on your you know turf or yeah. Just like, hey, woo But yeah, and I also really appreciate, I don't know how, how you feel about this, um, when people do also like small art stuff, you know, when people uh, will glue up small art stuff or uh, do like perler beads. There's a Swedish account. It used to be called Papa's Parler or Daddy's Beads. Uh, I, I think he's changed his name. I'll link it in the show notes. But he would do these like both, do, just take pictures of funny little pearled creatures like interacting with stuff but also put them up as art or people who do like little mosaics on a wall or like yarn bombing or putting a, a heart over the in Sweden we don't have walk don't walk signs they're also like just re- yellow red and green lights so mm-hmm. uh somebody put like a stencil over the red one so that it looked like a heart glowing oh that's cool and it's like it's not it's not ruining the effect of it. Like it's it's not making it unsafe, which I think is very important. It's just a fun little thing. Like you smile when you see it. I love when they put the Lego um, into cracks mm-hmm. of buildings. But yeah, I love that when they just like fill in like missing gapped pieces in old stone buildings with pieces of with Lego, like built Lego. It's so awesome. <laughs> 
there's an artist in Stockholm who puts up little birdhouses on like street posts. And again, mm-hmm. like they're not they're not obscuring important signs or anything. And I, I always feel so conflicted when the discussion comes up on stuff like illegal like street art, either a big painting or a birdhouse or, you know, fun signs or stuff. Knitting around a pole, mosaics into cement. I've seen a couple of those. Like legally, this shouldn't be here. It's going to cost money to remove. And because of different ideas of legalities and the whole like broken window theory, where if, if people start ruining or or uh, altering things, it's going to open up for other stuff. Uh, a lot of cities feel that they do should remove it regardless of like how lovely it is or how much damage it does or how much people like it. And that is going to cost something for a city and can be really sort of a drain on on resources. And that's sad. But I'm like, but it but it makes me happy to see like mm-hmm. somebody somebody put you know a funny hat on the uh crosswalk sign so that the guy crossing the street looks you know jaunty or you know like little little things like that someone put a happy face on the go light when you go through the tolls by <laughs> us and marco and i love driving through that one toll lane because mm-hmm. it's so happy every time you go through it's like ding it's so it makes you laugh i I find that kind of graffiti or public art or vandalism, I guess, if you want to go and call that those little benign things like that. It's just it's like it's an expression of our whimsy as a people. And it's like, let's not lose that. Let's not always be erasing all the whimsy from our lives. And in in cities, you you kind of need something to remind you to smile i feel yeah and I it's agree. i mean it's it's impossible i think to not smile when you suddenly there was an artist i've seen like tiny doors a lot of places but there was an artist in malmö city in the south of, of sweden who put up like tiny mouse buildings or mouse building fronts just like mm-hmm. at the bottom of stuff so it was like there was a i think a hair salon and a florist like just how can you not smile when you see a tiny mouse hair salon just like on the side of a building like it's I don't know maybe like four <laughs> inches high and it's just a, a, a storefront and I think you need that I really do and I think with with murals a lot of the time I mean th- there there aren't that many spaces where you can see really big art mm-hmm. and so getting to experience something on that scale and quite often also just like impactful like just it it hits you that someone is very good at art and it's also many many feet high Mm -hmm. and so the the impact of sort of all of that in your eyeballs and then you start to think about like somebody did this somebody had the plan somebody managed to execute it and then again big in your eye like it's it's because some museums will have really really big like paintings or, or art things and that you know you, you stand by one of the huge Rembrandts and your brain goes oh but but generally <laughs> in your day-to-day you're not going to see that much big art and so to have it also completely accessible to anyone walking by like you don't have to pay you don't have to know about it you don't have to uh, feel anxious that you're not understanding it it's just there and you don't even have to take time out of your out of whatever you're doing in order to have art around you and I think that that's kind of the beauty of street art too is that like you're not going into this one like just sanctioned building that is always clean you know it's not Mm -hmm. always clean and perfect you don't have to make that special trip to be like okay now today is the art day like I will go art and see art and 
experience this and, and try and feel feelings. It's just kind of around you and it's out there. And I can't help but find beauty in just that interaction of, of forcing people to be around a piece of art and an expression that somebody else has created. And that's just like seeing that one mural that like kind of made me cry. Like mm -hmm. that's amazing to be walking down the street and seeing this, oh, like just kind of next to some train tracks. And it's just like, wow, I got to just walk around looking for sunscreen in this like <laughs> hot weather and seeing this beautiful, beautiful thing and having an emotional reaction. And it wasn't a planned part of my day. It wasn't inside of a museum and everything's perfect. And this is where you're going to look at art. It just kind of happens to you. And I, I love that. And it's, it's, it's beautiful and it can be beautiful and it could be fun. Like, um, our friend Adina showed us around parts of London and it was, we're explaining some of the, she was explaining some of the street art and what it meant. And, and we hadn't heard of it before. And that kind of got me more and more interested in it, like the space invaders in London. And it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of like finding these little, uh, these little, um, like scavenger hunt prizes around and, even something as whimsical as that, where it's like, it's almost a game. It gamifies street art, right? To like find these space invaders. It's all just, it's, it's nice to be pulled out of your day and experience this stuff, uh, whether it's for whimsy purposes or it's for seeing something that makes you really think, or even something that's a little bit disturbing and makes you a little uncomfortable. Like it's, mm -hmm. I like that it forces us humans to kind of look up for a second and feel something. And, and it's just, that's, that's why street art is just so awesome. It's so yeah. And I, I think I really like that you, you, you use the word sort of forced and unprepared because that's something that I was thinking of as well is that because with the museum, like you, you get with street art, it's not curated, you know, mm -hmm. it's not, it's not a, a selection or a collection that has been picked with a specific uh, hole or context in mind. You can see, you know, depending on who's been out that week, you can see all these very like different and, and weird things in the street. But also you see them when you're not because when you go into a museum, you sort of turn your art brain on, mm -hmm. whatever that means to you. But you're there, you're prepared and you made the choice to see the art and what kind of art and to, you know, start thinking about stuff. Whereas street art, you, you don't get to choose when you see. And that's, you know, for better or for worse, depending on what it is, because like you said, it can be disturbing uh, or, you know, it can be racist or, or all sorts of stuff. But you're sort of, you know, faced with it and, and slammed with it uh, without getting to choose it necessarily. And that can also be be really cool. And I, I feel sometimes... Um, you, you hear these amazing stories of different street artists. It, it was, I think it was in Italy where um, there was some racist graffiti. It might've been Nazi graffiti. I don't quite remember on a, on a wall. It was just like, you know, spray painted words. And this artist just just did like big food over it. He just came <laughs> and painted and kept coming back and like mm -hmm. uh, filling it out with more and more food on this mural as, you know, more stuff happened. Uh, or the guys who will do murals in tunnels where they power wash really dirty walls and the power washing is the painting. Oh, that's so cool. So like they're not even... So I do that on my deck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone should check out uh, power washing porn on, on Reddit. But, but it's, you know, sometimes it can be 
very constructive, even when it's like technically maybe illegal, you know? And I think that's, that's, that's cool as well. So I have a question for you Mm -hmm. now with social media and Instagram kind of flocking people to a lot of these places where there where you is have to like buy a ticket art. and stand in line and pay $30 to stand in front uh, of some wings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, do you really have to pay money for that? Because that's kind of the one that I'm thinking of. I'm, I'm kind of is. I, I don't know. Become... There, are, there are places where you have to stand in line and like buy a ticket. I don't know if the wings specifically. I mean, there are wings in different but that's, places. But that's but... what I'm thinking of. So the, the kind of the over commercialization mm-hmm. for a city or a place or that these pieces of art that were kind of put up on the wall for public display or public interaction and how cool and whimsy and underground it felt for <laughs> such a long time. Now it's becoming much more highlighted. I mean, this could be because we are kind of interested in it ourselves. So we know a little bit more about it. You know, like I'm following the hashtag. <laughs> Instagram is like, the- you seem to like this. Here you go. <laughs> but even that there is a hashtag and that more people are following it. It's just like remote vacation locations it's mm-hmm. it's getting to be too much like people are seeing b- beautiful instagram photos from there and they all flock there and it kind of wrecks it right because there are too many people there now all of a sudden uh, <laughs> in this beautiful place because they all want to just take instagram photos is that what street art is going through right now like this hyper saturated social media gathering of people around these pieces and the capturing of these pieces that they don't become so much more of a special beautiful interacting in the space that they're actually in it's more of a displayed on social media or is this really good for street art and that we're going to be seeing a lot more of it because because right now it's celebrated as opposed to being um, basically just washed away I mean what where are we I feel like this time that we're in with social media and how it changes how people react and interact with various things whether it's vacation locations art public art or just oh, there's a lot of things you can pinned to this mm-hmm. literally in Pinterest <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's it's just adjusting everything right and it, it's making it I don't know it's making it both everyone hyper aware of it and it's kind of oversaturating it and making it uncool or super commercial when it wasn't meant to be that in the first place or it could be opening up more people's eyes to appreciating it I don't know it's just so complicated I just know I like it and it, it that's where I am so I think that also like there there are different kinds of street artists and different kinds of street art where some of it is meant to be like oh this is super like underground and unless you know what it is you won't understand like the reference or the joke or whatever because like right now everyone's like banksy 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 right <laughs> like... well people have been going banksy banksy for 10 or 15 years it's just I know. like depending <laughs> on the crowd you hang with and what you read you might know some stuff about him and other stuff not but but i mean i think that a lot of street artists are like i want people to see my stuff you know, like it would be really weird to make a big mural like on the side of a, of a building in the center of a big city and be like, I don't want too many people to see this. That would be super, super weird. That would be a right. very esoteric project. Like, how could I make sure that as few people as possible see this? Can I put up like a wall around? No, but um, I mean, it, it, sometimes you get that thing where you're like, well, I... I liked this before it was cool. I liked it before it was a hashtag where you kind of feel like I used to care about this before other people cared about it but I think also like if you think about it yeah sometimes you see too much of the same thing a lot because you get certain things that are popular Mm -hmm. but with street art a lot of it is more ephemeral so Mm -hmm. 
it can be cool that I you get that to word. <laughs> that you get to see a picture of something that might not even be there when you're there in four days, you know, even if you live mm-hmm. in the same city. Uh, but also, I mean, I, I also love to travel, but I'm not going to go everywhere all the time. It's just not possible. Uh, and so both in my own city or in cities that I visit often and places that I'm not going to go, I can see all the stuff that I probably would miss otherwise. Uh, mm-hmm. The same way that I love seeing pictures of other kinds of art because, you know, maybe they're in a museum that I'm not going to go to or they're not in a museum at all because it's just some person in their house who's really, really good at painting monsteras and, and seashells, for instance, <laughs> hypothetically. Uh, you know what I mean? And, and I, Hides I, under desk. <laughs> and I think of it the same way. Like they are showing me, uh, I don't know, like the same way that I'm probably not going to get to see, you know, sea turtles coming out of their shells and flip-flopping to the ocean. And I'm so grateful that even if you can find, I don't know how many different documentaries about that, and you could see like, why do we need to see this again? But I'm like, yeah, but but I'm not going to see it for real. And so I'm happy that someone else has given that to me in the way that social media can show me all of this different stuff and all of this inspiration and give me a bigger context to be like, wow, it's so fascinating that these two artists are influenced by each other, even though they're in totally different parts of the world or they did a project together or something. And Sometimes I, I feel like a lot of street art and it's I think maybe the saturation is also in the creation because like people get inspired or uh, there are more people or or whatever. And I mean, a lot of it can get pretty corny the same way mm-hmm. that a lot of like Internet art or Pinterest, uh, you know, inspirational poster quotes can be like, oh, wow, you are 14 and this is very deep. But I don't think I mean, I don't think we can demand of any kind of art form that it always has to be super smart or political uh, sometimes it can just be like, oh, hey, if you, I don't know, this building looks sort of like a a, a letter. So if you put another le- letter next to it, it says PP. Haha, that's fun. like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's <laughs> sometimes it's just funny to, you know, make the crosswalk guy look like he's throwing a boomer. I, I don't know where these examples come from in my brain. Oh, I was also thinking now, like social media can also help, like you said, draw attention to some of this art. I mean, there was like this um, mural in Bushwick in um, in New York, and it was the, the Ninja Turtles, but they're actually like the real painters, like that there are their namesakes, and mm-hmm. but with Ninja Turtle masks over their eyes. It was pretty awesome. I've seen that on a I t-shirt on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go see it, but I remember when it, it appeared, like basically overnight, and because of social media and the people that I follow that live over there, people were posting pictures of it and being like, oh, hey, look, this piece just went up. Like this really cool piece by, I, I don't know who by, I'm sorry, we'll put a link. But it is, it was cool to know that this was there right now. And if you want to see it before they paint over it, like <laughs> go, go now. And I guess that's really neat because otherwise it could have been years before that kind of surfaced in some New York magazine, you know, article about New York street art or something. And then mm-hmm. it would have been gone by then and you would have never been able to go see it. But because social media was like alert, 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 like cool stuff happening. Uh, you know, it was, it, it gives you, it gives more people the chance to go experience a lot of these, um, ephemeral pieces that would have never been seen by a lot of people otherwise yeah and I gotta say I love I love those like New Yorker style pieces because you know street art has been a thing for so long and you and I are so very young uh (laughs) didn't get a chance to experience a lot of it even when it was in our own cities and especially around the world (laughs) and and 
you know, reading stories about both different artists and different movements, if you talk about like classic street art, like the spray paint, big mural type things, and other artists and other like just the way that it's developed. And for some people, you know, it's a philosophy for others. It's, you know, it was a fun thing to do. And when you look at also how many people now, like, uh, you know, famous tattoo artists or famous Mm -hmm. musical artists or famous fine artists who got their start a lot of the time in street art and how that culture plays, like it's that culture is part of our, our, our collective culture as as well and and again like you just maybe you remember i know i do i remember because i took the subway to school every day when i was a kid in stockholm a large part of the subway before you get into the city is actually like uh overground or ground level but like it's open Mm -hmm. so i remember all of the street art that i saw i remember you know the one on the kiosk out like right outside the subway that i would look at every morning that would like shift around for a long time i think two or three years it was um Jiminy Cricket, for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> I was a big painting. But you know what I mean? Like, I remember all those things. They're a part of how I see that space the same way that they would be if it was, you know, an official statue or just a building or a tree. Like, they're they're part of the whole feeling in the space for me. And I think that's that's cool, too. And again, like, especially when it is just like, okay, this is a big gray building. I don't need it to be big and gray. Mm-hmm. I, it's more fun. Oh, yeah. And uh, I see now a lot more people are commissioning street artists and and mural artists to put stuff on their boring buildings it's like Mm -hmm. please help me (laughs) do some something cool here and uh yeah and i've heard some stories from some people uh specifically the people over at cards against humanity had one of their very pricey pieces of um art mural work that was on their building get cleaned by their city oh no and yeah yeah bad 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 and they worked for they tried for years to um kind of ward off the graffiti cleaning people because they're like this is a private building this is you know this is we want this here and they're like do you have to sort of like put a layer of like perspex or plastic over it to protect it be like no we want it here (laughs) i know right but nope they uh they it succumbed to the street cleaning efforts of of Chicago. So it's like you hear stories like that and you're like, "Ooh, that one hurts." Like how how can a lot of these things be protected? You know, should they be protected or should we just kind of let it ride, right? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> roll the dice and and see how it's going to last because that was the point of street art to begin with. Yeah, exactly. Like sometimes it is meant to be there temporarily. But it's funny because I was just thinking of and I see that you just put it in the notes because you said sidewalk art and it made me think of, you know, like those big uh, chalk drawings, uh, sometimes that are just drawings or sometimes that have that weird uh, forced perspective thing that makes it look it's, like it's a hole in the in the street because that is. Yeah, nothing, I love those. That, that, you know, that's nothing if not ephemeral. Like that's if you get a, a strong wind or it rains, those are gone right away. Never mind people walking on them. And I'm always so fascinated by that you know you could spend like a day or two doing this huge painting and a if, if you're doing that weird perspective thing like getting that into your brain how to make that work or to mm-hmm. make this you know you do that thing where you stand in front of it and you like tilt your head back I'm tilting my head now which because which is going to make a weird ASMR effect when my t- <laughs> I go left and right but like but also to spend that time it's like um when monks do that sand mandala pouring thing, yes, like it's, it's yes. meant to blow away. It's only meant to be perfect ever so briefly. Like it's almost a philosophical thing of like like the the, the process is is the point, and that's that's really cool as well. Because with with graffiti or a mural, 
it'll still be there for a while. Like it's not it's not delicate in the same way as mm-hmm. a chalk painting. Uh, and you know, people will either leave it alone or somebody will tag a little bit on it, but it can still be there for a while. I mean, you can even think about the same thing. Like if you even extend the idea of artwork um, into like flower arranging, right? Like mm-hmm. flowers die, you know, like it's, there are so many things in art and making and creativity that, I mean, the whole idea, nothing lasts forever, right? Like even if you are painting and varnishing and, and shellacking and trying to preserve things with archival inks and everything that you could possibly think of, I mean, you know, a match is going to take care of that mighty quick. Like, you know, like the, nothing is that permanent for a forever type thing. But yeah, the uh, the idea that the permanence is maybe as short as a few hours. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even if you think about cakes or, or food art, you know, that stuff gets eaten or decays. And there are a lot of that. And uh, I think the whole idea of ephemeral art is definitely something on the docket to talk about for another time. <laughs> and I think actually, I, I promised that we were going to talk about like official public art, but I think we're going to have to save that for another time too, because I think we have a lot of stuff to say about that. And we uh, we try to keep this podcast sort of commute length friendly. <laughs> um, so yeah. we'll, we'll get back to talking about uh, statues and stuff. Uh, but Oh yeah, uh, that's a whole, I feel like that's a whole separate topic, right? Yeah. Like, we could if we did, if we ran out of stuff to talk about this time, but apparently we didn't because we both really like street art. So we never do. But I can leave you with a teaser that I live uh, sort of in the world's longest slash largest art museum. Ooh, I look that forward is, to hearing that. That is a that. public official space. What would you if if you were given the task to let's say semi legally, but like uh, um, either you you wanted to just go bananas yourself because you wanted to. Or say someone said like, hey, do something fun for this farmer's market. I don't know, something. What would you want to do? Like painting wise on a mural? Mm -hmm. Or something. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Maybe a whole bunch of bananas because I went bananas. (laughs) I don't I don't know. It would have to be I'd have to look at the space. I'd have to be that person and be like, I have to feel what it feels and see what it says. (laughs) I don't know. I I don't know if I could paint that large scale. I guess Maybe that would be something that would be nice to be on a bucket list. Paint something giant. Just see if you could. You know what would be really cool? If you, I don't know why I'm planning this for you because I don't think anyone is, will ask us anytime soon. But if you uh, painted a, like a wall on a building to look like sort of, I don't know, some stenciled wallpaper and then painted frames and then paintings inside the frames so that it looked like Ooh, a I wall like in a home and then you would still do stuff that's what you do in like your sort of painting size but you would have the feeling of like I'm inside but I'm outside I and like this that is like a this is like a wall do do I it, like that a lot. do it on the outside wall of your own house actually down down by um where my studio is there's kind of some walls begging for some um pretty graffiti because right now it's but if 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 (laughs) if my idea were to turn up it is definitely not tiff because she wouldn't do that no no i would never (laughs) do anything like that i would i would no never and and we should sweep this under the rug sweep it under the rug (laughs) make do and really fm do not in any way condone or encourage illegal decoration of public property without permission but please send us pictures if you do. <laughs> or or you know someone that did. Or you saw something. You just saw it. You just saw it and just send us the picture of the thing that you saw. 
which has nothing to do with you. <laughs> We're going to try and, and link all the stuff that we talked about, but we would love, we might do like a separate, I don't know, like blog post or Instagram or Twitter or something. Uh, if you send us your favorite like street art stuff, because, yeah. because and, and like I was saying, like seeing it on social media, you get to see all the stuff that, that you miss, but because of like how big the world and social media is, it's always fun to see what other people either like or find or maybe have made. We're not we're judging. Uh, we're definitely <laughs> not judging. We love it. But like, you know, suggestions of all the stuff that you definitely have missed. Yeah. And it's kind of fun talking about something that's so very visual when mm-hmm. we are just uh, in your ears here. So please go check out those links and stuff when they're convenient for you, because a lot of these murals are definitely worth a look, even if you're not seeing it in their city of origin. Mm hmm. Yeah, and it's it's also a really cool because I'm thinking now of like, because I mean Stockholm is a fairly old city. Like parts of the city are from the you know like 12th century, and you don't get as much street art in those parts. But like older buildings that then interact with you know sometimes very uh, modern or weird street art, and then you see other cities like New York, which while old is not as old, or you see very modern cities like different how. how street art can interact with very different kinds of cities is also really fascinating and sometimes when you see like one giant side of a building that's a mural and then next to it you see you know like that faded old advertising from like the last century or 150 (laughs) years ago and I love that contrast as well agreed I can't breathe. I'm so excited. <laughs> I love also that uh, more and more cities do like street art walks. I know that you, yes. you had you had Adina as your guide, but uh, I love when they do that because you also get like sometimes that context of like this is who the artist is or it's on a you know theme or something. So that's yeah. They'll even have street art festivals, you know, where it's a it's a whole thing. Certain pieces are even created for these fests and so just keep an eye out there are things um all over the place and i don't know i would even feel like some of them are worth traveling to (laughs) i think if i was going to paint a wall i would i love like underwater scenes um and again like it's cool if you're walking by a big wall and it's like you're underwater it's like an it's an aquarium but it would also be really cool to do like a really big mural with uh stuff that i've smashed from the things that i make that aren't quite good enough just do like a big big pattern mural maybe an underwater mosaic mural yes because i do a lot of stuff in shades of blue and green (laughs) (laughs) make it blue Mm -hmm. uh so yeah we're gonna we're gonna link to uh a lot of stuff and please do send us stuff that that you like or that you've made uh those show notes where the links are are at really.fm slash make do we're make do pod on twitter and instagram and we are Tiffany Arment and Julia Scott, S-K-O-T-T, individually mm-hmm. in most places. If you want, we'd be super happy if you leave a review in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and leave reviews. Or if you just want to, like, shout about us on Twitter, that's cool, too. Uh, but we love reading your, your reviews. They make us cry a little. And uh, a lot of time it helps other people find us, which is cool. Uh, we'll be back in a fortnight. Uh, until then, go make and do. Guess who's back, 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 back again, 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 to fist. Sorry. <laughs> Hi, everyone.